let's go then. Last one before our summer break. You're not catching me out this time. <laughs> Hello, I was, watching, I was watching the recording. <laughs> Hello and welcome to It's In The Jeans podcast, a podcast by The Digital Gene. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. And we're a mum and son duo and directors from The Digital Gene. Today we'll be discussing, as well as what we've been up to, Twitter fleet, um, billionaires, the billionaire space race, remote roles on the rise across the UK, the global chip shortage, how most small business owners are middle-aged, not cool kids, how Gen Z feel pressured to get beach summer body ready and the Norwegian women's handball team have been fined and we'll discuss for what reason they've been fined for. Um, I'm going to leave out the business bit section because we've got that much to discuss. We won't get to that again today. I think that's probably going to be a section moving forward for if we've got a bit of a, a dry news couple of weeks. Um, oh, you mean as if... If we were going to be recording in the summer, mm. well, actually, it's the summer now, isn't it? But we're not. We've decided we're going to have a summer hiatus, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah, we're doing a. We're doing what all the media outlets do, aren't we? Yeah, we're doing what all the cool already, kids do. I already feel like. I mean, some kids have broken up, and some of them are breaking up this week. It already feels a bit like. I know this is probably psychological, but when you send an email, it feels like there's nobody there. <laughs> I always think the summer's like that. It's like people have disappeared. Totally. I do, um, I do think they do. And even though, you know, people aren't disappearing abroad um, this year, well, not very many of them. Um, I do feel as if people will virtually disappear. Yeah. Just to mean them go off into the gardens or just literally switch off because so many people have kids to look after, don't they? They do, they do. So, yeah, we've got that out of the way. We will be taking a summer break. Um, we're going to record our first episode back as long as mum doesn't book any holidays in, which I don't know if she is, <laughs> um, probably on Thursday, the 2nd of September. So we'll be back week commencing the 6th of September with a new episode after this. Oh, is that a Thursday, the 6th of September? Yeah, no, that's the week it'll go out. We'll record on the 2nd. Oh, we'll record on the 2nd, okay. Um, but obviously the last episode was recorded between the Euro 2020 semi-final and final. So when it went out, it was um, a bit sad to listen to. We all watched it together as a family. And it does feel like it happened a long time ago now, even though it's only been a couple of weeks. But... Is it two weeks? Is it two weeks this coming up? It's not quite two weeks yet. Yeah, with two weeks this coming Sunday. It feels about a month final, ago if somebody, so... if, if somebody asked me. I'd feel as if yeah. I would say, oh, yeah, it was a month ago. Um, yeah, it's. A, I mean, as you know, I'm not, and we said lots on the last episode, I'm not really into um, football per se, but I do like matches like that. And specifically, I seem to get behind that one because we said, didn't we, we, feel, we felt as if the country had something to really get behind collectively. Um, so, yeah, it was sad. 
It was sad. The day and, after and, was one of those oh, days. That, yeah, that where shit I afterwards always, with all the racism was just... Yeah, it was one of the very... Um, ever so often with social media and, and constant news cycle, I get days where the news just seems a bit shit and overwhelming. And that was one of those days where it just felt... It just felt rubbish. It was just like... The, it just has shown awful sides of people um and i like i i was discussing with one of my contacts i didn't even twig that three black players had lost had missed the penalties and i know that i'm not saying i don't see color because that's a problematic thing to say Mm. um you see it and recognize it um but yeah i hadn't even it hadn't even gone through my head and then people were tweeting saying oh it won't be long till the racist abuse starts and then lo and behold it started so yeah it's, it's, yeah it's funny how you, you sort of wonder if those race if the people behind those racist comments can you believe that they were actually sat watching the match thinking that about those those young lads they probably weren't in the glory it's when it goes bad that it's they when go everything goes hurt. bad yeah yeah and that's um, that's that's sort of like traditionally how things do go to ratchet generally isn't it when something's bad you know you can when you talk about the economy being yeah going through a bad time that's when awful things happen in other in all the other aspects of life isn't it well people Um, look for the other to blame for the situation that they're going through um Mm. are you taking a photo of us i am all right just warn me (laughs) just warn you we're recording. This is really good audio for people who are listening. By the way, why did you do it now? I just, um, I just didn't think you'd take much notice. To be honest, you know that's I the just weird. saw this phone just come up onto the camera. And you know that's the weird. That's the weird thing that I'm still trying to get my head around is that obviously you've started recording it to put it on YouTube. Um, and I and I shared in a in a group earlier on Facebook that we're in, you know, to get a little bit of feedback. I find it I find it bizarre that people thought the whole thing about podcasts was that people listen to them. Um, yeah, but the, the loads of podcasts I listen to now um, record them as well. They also do. A, well, yeah, it's basically so what we're doing. You can get little viral clips to make content. I mean, there's going to be an advert in this podcast about repurpose your blog post that you've written about repurposing blog content. So it's just the same thing, really. Um, okay. You know, you so know. Well, got I've, got to, um, I've got to. I've got to bow about. to you, Declan, on this because you're in charge of this. So, well, I know I've discussed him before, but Stephen Bartlett's podcast—they record it. Um, a podcast. Well, I've started, I've started listening to a podcast from the two actors who played Merry and Pippin in Lord of the Rings, and they record it on YouTube. So they can all do it. So can we. So, so yeah, then, that's a little plug. You, think, you can also think... watch. You can also watch these episodes if you want on our digital. So, TV do you think YouTube. then will there ever come a time where we'll switch completely to recording something on YouTube and maybe then pushing it out as a podcast the other way on, or will it always be this what this way on? I'm not really thinking about it. In you don't think about that detail. Okay. To be honest, no. No, no it just, just sometimes we also had. We also had Freedom Day. Um, and on this Monday, seeing the videos, I have never felt more conflicted. And I touched on it before <laughs> in the last episode. The 
every time they've released restrictions before, it's because cases have been going down or were really low, but they're not. Um, so it did feel strange to see all these people all in a club. Um, Leeds was on BBC News. Did you see it at all on the morning? Yeah. Um, they interviewed a local drag queen at 9am who'd obviously been up all night, um, just saying what it had been like. Um, so, yeah, it's... I can't... I didn't feel like... I'm going, I am going clubbing this Saturday, though. Are you? Yeah. Didn't feel like Freedom Day to me. Can't wait to cough on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, yeah. I've got my vaccine, so it should do... And even if I did get it, it should be fairly um, minor. Touch wood, fingers crossed these days. Fingers but... crossed, you would hope, because there are stories. Could you have got a bigger glass, Declan? No. <laughs> Practically covered your face there. Um, <laughs> I've heard stories of people, you know, having a bad time with it, regardless of being double jabbed, or no matter how old they are. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but we're now obviously dealing with the pandemic. Oh, I know. I love how the media frame all these words and come up with them. But obviously the record last week that I think it was 650,000 people were asked to self-isolate last week. Um, but that's going to, if you open up, you're going to come into contact with people with COVID, aren't you? So, Well, as you um, know, we isolated before we came you know, we got the ping the week before the footy match, yeah. and um, leading up to coming to, to to watch the match with you, um, we've been isolating as a family, uh, and we think that ping came from the restaurant that we were in when you actually came up north home when we went out on the first of July with your brother for his birthday. Um, but I didn't see I that. I haven't deleted. I haven't deleted my app. Um... But places aren't asking you to check in anymore. Oh, aren't they? No. Haven't been out this week. So, um, I think it's up to the... So, I don't know. So, the only way you get a ping is obviously due to Bluetooth. But I'm testing two or three times a week anyway, so... um, Yeah, I mean, the couple of times that... uh, Well, actually, that that week I was was very sort of um, curious as to, you know, being pinged, staying and... Have I got it unbeknownst because I've been double jabbed and I'm it, I've got it, but I'm not experiencing any real symptoms. Then I thought I'd lost my taste for a day or so. So, um, but that you think that's all psychological, isn't it? Because you've been pinned yeah. to stay in. Um, yeah. I was speaking to somebody this morning who, you know, didn't feel very well. So and and thought they'd lost the taste and so had done a test and it was negative and oh, it's just and it, it plays with your mind as well, doesn't it? Um, it does. It does. So, Look, yeah, they are they are obviously meant to be dropping on the sixteenth of August that you have to isolate if you're double jabbed anyway. Well, the worst um, thing, anyways, we were just chatting. We both commented on a post on LinkedIn just before we jumped on here, didn't we? Jumped on that phrase. Um, but about the supermarkets um, actually starting to look empty, and actually going forward a little bit more. Just before I came and set everything up, I was watching the. Um, BBC News and the uh, CEO of the Iceland group, Iceland the supermarket, not the place. Um, <laughs> he was saying that unless they sort the app out, you know, not in his words, but the country is going to go to ratchet, basically. 
because there, well, every, yeah, well, I've just commented on home. that blog post that, that that LinkedIn post that you commented on. This lady was asking why are the shelves empty, and it's just because you know if lorry drivers are self isolating, if loads of different people are self isolating, there is going to be supply chain issues. Um, so well, we've we'll we had with supply now, chain but... issues with our bathroom that was meant to be starting on Monday. Is now oh, it's because, the start of this. Because Honestly. now it's starting on Tuesday. We've had to change the tiles because despite them telling us two weeks ago that the start, the tiles were ordered and in stock, now the tiles have disappeared and they can't get them to us in time. So we've had to choose different tiles, which we've now been promised will come in time. Um, they've, they've actually been great where we've bought them. Not, not going to give them an advert, but the guy in our local branch has actually been great. Uh, then all of the bathroom fittings weren't necessarily coming. So, and it actually says online that um, you know don't book any contractors. And I was like, yes, I understand your policy, but as we're all working in strange times, you're trying to get stock. We trying to book contractors. You know, if you say something's in stock and is delivered within five days, you you need to communicate if that's not going to happen. So anyway, now all the bathroom fittings are coming tomorrow. We've managed to move the lovely guy who's doing fitting the actual bathroom, who's doing all the work, knocking the wall down, everything. We've managed to move him to Tuesday afternoon to just give a little bit more breathing space. So fingers crossed it'll all come together. But yeah, that's just that's just one small example of and as you know, I, whilst we've been doing this house up over the last two years, that's practically every every issue we've had. Um, you certainly have. You've had more issues than Vogue. So if it's going to get worse again with the toilet rolls, <laughs> if we're going to go down that, that uh, I can't think of something clever to say for that, Declan. If we're going to, if we're going to move down that uh, avenue again, it's going to be pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah, so you're hoping to get the bathroom done fairly quickly once things start arriving? Or is well, it originally, originally it was eight days, booked in for eight days to because. To, there's a wall to knock down and there's electrics and obviously then the tiles and the bathroom. So it's, you know, it's a big job. So originally it was booked in for eight days. So yeah. Right. Well, um, that's everyone's thanks to the bathroom update for everybody. I'm sure that's um, absolutely fine. Not a problem. I'm sure that's riveting content. Follow me on best before ender. If you'd like Victorian house renovation stories. Yeah. Um, so shall we shall we get going on to some current affairs, uh, digital techie topics that we yes. people are really here for? Yeah. Yes. Let's go then. Lockdowns are lifting. Life is a bit more normal again. Whatever normal means. Here at the Digital Gene, we're looking back over the last fifteen months. We're thankful for how tech and digital has allowed us to keep in touch with our loved ones and to continue on with our businesses. That's why we're launching our hashtag thankful for digital campaign. We're encouraging people to share a short video on social as to why you're thankful for digital in relation to the pandemic. We'd love to hear your anecdotes. Share on any social platform and tag at the digital gene whilst using the hashtag thankful for digital. We'd love to see you all getting involved. Right, so the first one, a fleeting topic, <laughs> <laughs> is that Twitter Fleets has gone. 
Yay! Going pointless. So pointless. When I saw it, I was like, oh, it's actually, you know, you don't very often see these social platforms, you know, make an admission that something hasn't worked. Mm. Um, Yeah, they normally just sneakily remove remove them as if it didn't exist, don't they? Instagram does that tons and so LinkedIn used to as well. you know, let's not put a press release out. Let's just yeah. let it see if anyone off. notices. <laughs> I thought it was a really, a really strange thing for them to do in the first place. Twitter is not like, um, it's like it stories that basically it was Twitter's stories functionality, wasn't it? But I don't even like they've not really took off on LinkedIn either. Really, after. No, I mean, I, um, you know, you try to be a, what do they call it, an early adopter and think, you know, if you jump on something quickly, then you'll be the first one there. But I wasn't I wasn't into fleets. I wasn't into it on LinkedIn. I wasn't into Clubhouse. Um, I watched see, Clubhouse, TikTok, yeah, but, but at, le- at, least, at least Clubhouse was doing something different, though. This was yeah, just, oh, just, this has been a success on Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to have a go well, at rolling our version out on, as well. Is it a success even on Facebook? Well, Facebook and Instagram are pretty much intertwined now. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I know they're so. intertwined because my stories automatically I push through to my Facebook stories, but I never look at anybody's Facebook stories and hardly anybody looks at mine. Um, so whereas, you know, I'll get a few hundred at a time looking at my stories on, on my Instagram account. So. Well, stories, is that's where I go to. When I load up Instagram, I don't go the feed. I watch stories first. Um, I think that's what they're trying to do, aren't they? They're pushing yeah. video and stories more and more over there, which is have fine noticed, by me because um, I love stories. Have you noticed photo dumps have become a bit of a thing? Photo dumps, what do you mean by that? Like loads of people uploading a Instagram, but like a carousel of loads of what they've done in the weekend. No, I haven't seen any of that. Oh, loads of people are doing it. It's a real trend. Um, you know, not just one or two pictures, like... How many? Up to ten, up to ten I think. What, what they've been um, doing at a particular yeah, event Yeah, like photo dump from this weekend and just... Which I always is interesting because I remember hearing that, you know... What do they call the multiples? I can't remember what the term is when you put more than one Instagram photo on. Um, is it a carousel on there? I can't remember. Uh, well, that's what you would call it yeah. technically, but I'm not sure if that's you were what always they are told called, they got but... less engagement. Yeah, but everyone seems to be doing photo dumps these days. Um, yeah, and everybody's been up in arms, haven't they? Because oh, in- Instagram's moving away from being a photo sharing app, and oh, I'll be leaving it. I'm not doing videos. Then all of a sudden, everybody's doing reels. Um, but actually, it's the reels that people watch because, you know, there's some really creative people on there and, and people obviously are pushing their TikToks through onto their Instagram stories and all that. And it all becomes like a, a mesh, doesn't it? But, but well, yeah, it... so many so many reels are just repurposed TikToks. And you can remix a reel. Did you know that? What's you can mean? remix a reel. It's basically where it, the screen splits in half and the person's reel that you're sharing comes up and then the other half is there for you to do something. Not tried it yet, but, yeah, that's remixing a reel. Um, well, anyway, we came away from fleets there, but apparently they don't 
the, the, the Twitter did it because they've got a problem with people starting a Twitter account but never posting. So right. it wanted to make people feel more comfortable joining in said conversation. Um, no. so I think a lot of people actually end up using Twitter as more as a as a news outlet, so they don't necessarily post all that much themselves. Yeah, they um, just go for info. Yeah, so it hasn't it hasn't unfortunately done what they wanted to do um, with increasing engagement. So mm. wonder what they'll try next. But um, after eight months, fleets. I think they've just gone. not got to copy each other. It's like Instagram is now trying to become YouTube, but almost isn't it? Um, mm. Because YouTube is still the the mammoth. Um, but yeah, they all tr- they yeah, all. I just think Instagram Instagram's following the trend mm. of shorter form content. That's why Instagram's going more like that because that is a trend. Um, but... Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it, that they've um, extended the the length of a reel to a minute rather than thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, before you had the option of fifteen and thirty seconds, now you've got the option of thirty and. 60 seconds so that's better so you wonder how, how long it's going to be and obviously then you've got IGTV which I think does that go up to 30 minutes or something can't can't remember I've only ever done one but um but yeah we digress but yeah RIP to please okay let's move on to the next topic and it almost feels not very entrepreneurial of me to say this mm. um but I could not give less of a shit about Elon Musk and Richard Branson <laughs> or Jeff Bezos or whoever wants to go to space next go into space I could not care and I don't know if it's like ill-timed in mm. the sense that the, not being the very earth self-aware really, as you say yeah the earth is really struggling with Covid the earth is really on fire um, you know and jetting off to space it's um, almost like they're waving out that little like... window, isn't it, in the spaceship, going, bye, Earth. <laughs> well, yeah, because it'll be rich people like that that end up leaving Earth. It is. All those movies that we say, oh, they always mm. come true. It's always the rich people going and then, you know, everybody else is fighting to get on. I just think, yeah, I just, it doesn't bother. Space, to be honest with you, I know there's uh, there's a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs to really harness some space. Are there um, any opportunities for web designers up there, do you think? I don't think so, no. <laughs> but there is for probably software, but not maybe the software that we do. Um, but there, there's a lot of opportunities out there for it to be capitalised on, but it's like, should it even be capitalised on? It's space, for God's sake. Um, I just think it's amazing that rich people like that are going sort of like at the same time that countries are doing it. Like it just shows you, doesn't it, when you've got that much money, you can literally do anything that you want. Mm. And it's the fascinating thought, to the think that Jeff, Jeff, in... Jeff started off selling shoes and now he's going in space. It's fascinating. The only silver lining that I can say is, like, if they go to space, they might look down on this little beautiful planet that we all call home and think, maybe I should do a bit more to help save it. Yeah, I mean, with all their collective wealth, I mean... I think we've probably discussed this before. If not on the podcast, we've certainly discussed discussed it around the kitchen table as a family. With all their collective wealth, it's it's crazy some of the stats that have been produced, isn't it? What what they could achieve for you mm. know some of the world's problems, but they choose not to. 
It yes. seems. It seems. You know, it's really it's a conflicting issue, but one that I've had to spend a lot of time with in a way because I used to think, oh, people just hate it because they've created wealth, you know. Mm. Um, they've just managed to do it, and people are. Just, but that kind of wealth is not. I don't. I don't think I got my head around fully what a billion, never mind a trillion, is. Um, and nobody needs <laughs> like nobody needs that kind of money. I'm sorry. Like, and yes, people, you know, a lot of business people do give a lot back, but nobody needs that kind. Um, a trillion. When there's, it, it's just it's crazy. It's so crazy. And how these people have got richer through the pandemic. Yeah. But most other people in the world have got poorer. It's not it's not right. It's not right at all. Um but It's odd, isn't it? Arguments. There's all there's always winners in everything, but yeah, you are right that the Yeah, rich, but they win in every situation. The rich though. do get richer, don't they? They win in no matter. I wonder what, what level the... of wealth it is that you have before just nothing affects you. And you just keep well, it's getting probably richer. When you've, got a, when you've got a monopoly over something, so no matter what happens, people are always going to need your product. Mm. And you know, I guess, oil. you know, when we've always going to need energy or, or like Amazon. I mean, how many people are buying Amazon parcels throughout lockdowns? It's um, interesting, isn't it? Because we've talked about. <laughs> are you laughing at me? I'm laughing I'm so at hard. For the purpose of, for those who are listening and. Um, won't be watching the YouTube, although you should because this this is good content. This Declan's just got his <laughs> drag queen fan out now. I could just do a, himself I, down. I can't really do like that. Can't you do one of those things? Yeah, yeah nearly, nearly, nearly. Yeah. Um, Can you send me one in the yeah. post, please? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, there's arguments that Richard Branson actually hasn't been to space either. Um, okay. His flight didn't go over something called the Carmen Line, which is 100 kilometres above sea level, which is what's internationally recognised as where space begins. Um, oh, and he right. didn't actually go past that. He only reached 80.5 kilometres. What did he do, turn around and um, come back then? They were only in zero gravity for three or four months, three or four minutes each. Months, you nearly said. I did say months, yeah. You did, yeah. Three or four, three or four minutes each. Okay. It's, point. it's three or four minutes more than more than the rest of us plebs have ever done. See, it didn't I wouldn't want to go to space. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Mom, I'm scared of flying. Never mind going to space. Although yeah, I guess but... at that height, I guess at that height, it doesn't even feel like height. If you get me. What's that movie that was? Oh, that movie that we really liked that we said was. Um... Sandra Bullock in it. Know. Sandra Bullock in it. Oh, Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. That was good, wasn't what about it? it? Well, I'm just saying <laughs> just that... that it was good. No, I'm just saying that it was really good, and that that some of <laughs> some of the, you know, some of the, the way that it was shot, and you know, the close-ups and the action, really had you sort of like on the end end of your seat, on the edge of your seat, thinking, "Oh God, is that what it's really like?" <laughs> Awful. Who was it? It was um who was the male? George Clooney. George Clooney, that's it. How could I forget? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um but yeah, I mean I thought it was something to discuss because um everyone's been discussing it, but I literally 
I couldn't really care less, to be honest. Um, oh, you sound very like, you know, almost as if you're going to click that fan there again, Declan. Well, I just think the world's problems are so big at the minute and continuing to grow, and a few billionaires jetting off to space um, just really doesn't interest me. Some of the things that um, have happened this week, and we're going to talk about one of them. Uh, honestly, I, I commented on an Instagram story the other day that I feel like the world at the minute is going to ratchet. I don't know what story you're talking it just, about. But no, my story, I, comment, I commented. Some of the new... You know, no, the but you about... said we're going to talk about it. What what story are we talking about that shows the world's no, going to ratchet? No, I'm just saying it's a culmination <laughs> of things that are happening that you think, can this world get any crazier? I just feel oh, like... The you're pan- not on about the Norwegian women's handball team, are you? I am! How's that anywhere near global warming or... Uh, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. No, so you haven't got the, the con- no, you but you just got said the contest. Oh, the world's going to shit. Um, we're going to talk about one of those stories in a bit. That's I'm just trying near. to say that everything that is going on in the the thing the thing that really overwhelms me sometimes is social media. As much as I love it, um, it overwhelms me because it's that non-stop onslaught of news. You know, I sometimes picture what what. You know, I've sometimes seen it on animations or on movies or whatever where there's all this noise going on around you and you just feel like you want to press a pause button and and just blot it out for a bit. That's what social media sometimes feels like. And and a lot of the stuff that happens in the world probably always happened. Mm. But because we know about it within seconds of somebody uploading the story, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. It's how yeah. I feel. So I'm going to segue. I'm going to use Elon Musk as a segue, even though he's not been to space, Elon Musk, has he? Hasn't he? No, it was Bezos and Branson. He's going to go, it? though, isn't he? Oh, probably. Honestly. Yeah. You're a billionaire. That's where you go now, apparently. <laughs> um, but you actually, I'm going to tell, we might not have anything to comment on this story, but I thought it was really interesting. And especially when you said you listened to last week episode and you felt like you did none of the talking so i'm going to talk for a little bit now if you will no i said the last episode it seemed like i did all of the oh talking. you did all the talk i did yes. none of the talking yeah you so were just going will... mm, mm, yeah well mm. if you well, can't help that you're a gobshite can i <laughs> thank like, you for I calling your mother a gobshite i can't i can't um, thank you you ask but... for my opinions on things and i give it and mm. you know that particular episode, I had a We're lot off to talk again. about. I'm on about. I'm going to say a story, ah, and there's you. <laughs> Come on then. So, Elon Musk has said he's never seen anything quite like it, and he is referring to the current great chip shortage, not the potatoes, thankfully. But this one does sound even more uh, scary. So, there's a worldwide shortage of chips, microchips. Yeah. Um, and the car industry's been hit hardest of all because modern cars actually contain up to 3,000 chips just in one car these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and globally, because of that, um, the output of cars has dropped by 4 million, 5%. Why is it happening? There's always gluts and shortages of this industry. Um, it can take, you know, when... The take the manufacturing facilities cost tens of billions to to sort. Um, if you turn um, 
They're called fabs, which is a fabrication plant. If you turn one off, they can take three to four months to get up started again. Okay. Um, it can take four months to turn a wafer of silicone into usable chips. Um, and there's a massive, you know, trend for an, a massive expansion of this industry at the minute with green tech, cloud computing, 5G, AI, crypto, robotics, everything's just using chi- um, chips. And the pandemic has helped create the perfect storm. Firstly, because it closed down a lot of fabrication plants temporarily, um, but also the massive surge that we saw in electronics demand last year um, rose by 13%. In New York City alone, um, their education department sold 350,000, uh, bought 355,000 iPads for children. Um, so while electronic companies bought up all and elect, so electronic companies have bought up all available all available capacity, and car manufacturers cancelled theirs because nobody was buying cars. Um, but yeah, so oh, I'm sorry, this... I'm, I'm sorry, I've glazed over a bit there. Dave. Well, how does this affect us? Well, I thought this was interesting because you know we very rarely actually get into detail. Oh, it's too much detail for me, son. Well, let, indul- indulge me then. Okay. Um, how does this affect aware. us? So the supply of cars for sale is set to be restricted till later this year, which obviously means that car prices will rise. Great. Um, it also means that electronic trade prices will rise. Um, so laptops, printers, HP has already raised the PC prices by 80% and printers by 20% in the last year. Um, prices for TV, smartphones and home appliances um, are set to increase. Governments are also worried about it. Um, a lot of chips are made in China, so there's a whole that that whole geopolitical thing mm, about mm. it. Um, you know, chips are used in crucial uh, uh, con- crucial components to things like cybersecurity, defense systems, renewable energy, all that kind. And it's actually been coined that chips are the new oil. They're trying to combat this. The EU are trying to you know, increase production here in the in the in Europe so we don't have to rely on other countries and America are doing the same. So how long will the can start I, can I when can I interject? I'm nearly done with this setting the scene. <laughs> um two years let so it could take up how long will the shortage last? Could take up to two years before production is ramped up. Um, many countries are examining their supply chains. Tesla is on about con- buying a chip plant outright, so it's got its own in-house. Um, wow. uh, cars and home appliances, which use cheaper, older chips, will take even longer. A product delays and part shortages will continue. And what I thought was really a cool fact is how chips have completely taken over the world and laser printer circuits can do things like 12 nanometers you know width lines um transistors are thought to be the most manufactured items in world history the number of microchips sold globally in april just april this year was nearly 100 billion are you done what was that i just (laughs) i don't know what you just did (laughs) 
What's just happened? I just got hold of my microphone. I don't even know why. I think I was bored. I thought you just <laughs> muted yourself. I think I oh, was Oh, that's bored. so rude. Sorry. I listen to you harp on about women's rights all the time. Oh, don't even do. go there. And don't do. flip your fan at me again. <laughs> I do. When? What did you want to interject about? No, well, I did I did find it interesting. There was just the last few seconds that I started to, to flag. Oh, God. Have well, you, I don't you understand. have got... You have got undiagnosed ADHD, 100%. You get so bored so easily, you. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Away, what did you want to interject about? So what Away, away <laughs> the lads. Um, what I wanted to interject with was why do countries and governments allow allow themselves to get into that situation. Why are we constantly hearing, you know, China's got the monopoly on that. We don't make enough. We need to step up production because we haven't been making enough. Is that because the, the, that, you know, China has enticed all of the countries of the world with making everything so cheap. So they've drawn us in. Well, it was the liberalisation of trade. I know oh, countries that's what it's all, called. You know, yeah. countries have always traded for years, but now the world is one big global system, isn't it? And cheaper um, materials and labour in other countries. Because for, decade, for decades now, we've wanted cheap stuff, haven't we? Somehow, we've mm. I don't know how we've got into this position of wanting to buy cheap, cheap, cheap all the time. So what's it really interesting about that, and I was listening, yeah, and I didn't glaze over until the last two or three <laughs> seconds and started fiddling with my microphone. Um, but what is interesting is how, how I can lead into that with personal experience. How bizarre is this? You've got, oh, oh you've always got the experience. So as you may or may not know, we have been trying to replace some panes of double glazing throughout the house, at the back of the house. And the original provider that was going to uh, do them kept fobbing us off, fobbing us off. Anyway, he's finally, after your dad having a conversation with him this week, he can't get the glass. His Where he gets the glass from, they're struggling to get the glass imported from wherever. So dad managed to get somebody else to come and take a look. And he came, true to his word, a tradesman who came on time and you know didn't let us down. Had a look and he said, yeah, I've got the measurements, but I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But I'm really struggling to get the glass. So your dad goes, oh, you're not the first person to say this. What's the problem with the glass? Get this right. Apparently the glass is made in China. Right. Yeah. All the glass that we get or whatever the figure is, a lot of it. Yeah. Is made in China. The particular sand that is used to make the glass comes from some place in China. And that's why we've got a shortage now of, of glass that's used in buildings, double glazed glass. So so there's another example. How crazy is that? Why have we let ourselves get into a position where even the glass for building comes from China? Why? Because we want things cheap because we live in a... Um... How Late can it stage. be cheap by the time it gets here? How because can it be it cheap? Because it is still cheaper. So even, it is still cheaper. Even, 
getting it made there, then making a profit on it, and it getting shipped here, and then the people who sell it, the middlemen, whatever, everybody is still making a profit on it, even from it coming from the other side of the world. Yep. And we've allowed that to, to happen for decades now, and now we're in a position where they've got it all, and we haven't got any. Yeah. It's only going to increase as the, um, we do less trade with the EU and do more with the outside world due to leaving the um, the European Union as What, well. you mean it's going so, to get worse? Well, we're not doing as much trade with them, but we want to do it with other countries, so things will be flying in so from why don't we just make more of our own? We Surely we used to. Surely we well, used to be able to You know we used to do all of our own manufacturing. We were, lead- we were leaders in the world. It was just globalisation that happened Why have we in, got in to the, the 90s. position where we can't make simple stuff ourselves? Mm. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that led in nicely to just a conversation that we'd had this week. Not sure how that leads quite into chip shortages, like, but I get where no, you're No, but I'm gone. just talking about shortages in general. You know, obviously, chips are really techie things, but glass... Glass is standard. We've been using it now for like several hundred years to build buildings with. And and now mm. you can't get it in our own country. It's crazy. Crazy. Okay. So let's move on to move the on. next topic then. A lot of businesses struggle creating content, so I've written an article for our blog this week that gives tips on how to create blog content from an older post and then eight easy ways to repurpose as news for all your other platforms. I like to call it the rinse and repeat method. Find it on the digitalgene.co.uk in news and insights. Um over to you your topics oh which one's this oh no was it is it me still i missed one anyway um remote role in a shock to nobody again (laughs) remote roles are on the rise in the uk um but what i found interesting about this linkedin article was some of the sectors where it had increased so obviously let's say retail which you think well, how can that be remote? Obviously, there's probably people that aren't on the shop floor that aren't mm. that could be remote. But yeah. up to June 2020, the share of remote roles in the UK within the retail sector was 0.3%, whereas now it's gone up to 3.9%. So that's an 116 uh, year-on-year year increase. Um, same for transport and logistics. That was really low, but that's gone up to 5.6% now. Um, it's really, yeah, it's not a shock to anybody. I mean, I saw an article about nobody's going back to the offices in New York. It's still on, even with all the people that are vaccinated. I think they're at 12% the original capacity of last year. Um, so it does, I guess feel, it does take... feel as if, um, even though people like you are desperate to go out clubbing, um, it does feel as if there isn't that rush to go back to work, which I guess the government said. Didn't they? They wanted it to be a stage return back to to the office. Um, so it seems like they're getting that naturally, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think remote roles are the way forward. You know, we've said time and time again, we operate as a remote um, business. 
See, I don't, I don't agree with you. Why? I don't think anything is the way forward. It's just proven that there just has to be more flexibility within the marketplace. Well, okay, so let's say let's let's make the word flexible really fashionable. I know people like have fought we, for years we, to get. When we hire, we will be remote. Like we will probably offer remote because whilst I have a co-working space, I don't just I don't see a you know us having a hub anywhere. Um, hmm especially in the next maybe year to 18 months further along the line. Who knows? But but I just think if people want to go to the office, that's great. If they want to go one or two days a week, that's fine. But you just have to try and create a culture that allows that greater flexibility. Um, no yeah. two people work the same way, do they? So um, No, I mean... Me, for example, I've, I mean, I've done lots lots of small work jobs today, but the big part of my job, I'm writing some content for our own website. The big part of my job I'm going to do this evening because I've done lots of little jobs and then obviously we're recording the podcast, but it's just been too hot. So I'm going to work in the garden later on this evening when it cools down, you know. Yeah. And really what you'd have had to do normally was stifle your way through an eight-hour day at the office minimum you know, stifle your way through the traffic or, you know, there and back. And it's it's just, it's just freedom and choice. So let's, I know there's, I know there's been lots of talk for, for many years now over fle- a flexible working policy. So yeah, ju- let's just make the word flexible, the buzzword. I, I think we probably end up talking about remote flexible working practically on every um, podcast episode because it seems to be in the news all the time as if it's, I guess for a lot of people, as if it's something new, it's not new. It's just more people are actually talking about it now. Lots mm. and lots of people wanted it and could never get it. You know, they were always asking their employer, "Can I do? Can I do? You know, make my four days instead of five. Make my four days longer, so I'm still doing the same. Um, can I come in later after the, after I've done the school run? You know, the aggro of trying to get your kids to school." I just don't be unless you've experienced it. I just don't think trying to get your kids to school, then trying to get into the office, and then will be tired. There's something wrong with your kid on the morning, you know, where mm. they're not very well, and then you're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now today? Like the mm. inflexibility of all of that for working parents is just horrendous. And I just don't think, as I said, until you've experienced it, I don't think people realise what just a little bit of give and take, the difference that it can make. Um, so, yeah, I'm all about the word flexible. <laughs> um, flexibility. Right, now flexibility. this is your topic. Most You're small business me, owners are middle-aged, not cool kids the media loves. As older, oh, as older Did owners Did you hear what retire. I said there? Did you hear what, what? I said there? You'd frozen what? for me. It wasn't a good look, so I never heard any of that. Did you not? No. Oh, it does actually say your connection is unstable. Uh, I think we're testing, okay. Testing, testing. <laughs> I think we're okay. Well, I'm okay. Um, the next topic is from you. Most small business owners are middle-aged, not cool kids the media loves. As older owners retire, millions of small businesses will change hands, and that means opportunities for young entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's interesting. And although it was on The Guardian and it was shared on LinkedIn and I got involved in the discussion, um, 
it is an American an American um, report. But I also often think these things are, are reflected across the world, aren't they? It, it, definitely in the Western culture, anyway, in the Western world. Um, and the person who was writing this particular article said, I'm 56 and I own a small business. I'm the real demographic. In fact, according to a new survey of more than 3,000 business owners, um, 51% of US small businesses are owned by people older than 55, even though we represent only 21% of the population. Yep, small business owners, the majority of them are middle-aged people like me. And obviously, like me as well, aren't they? Um, So I started this business with you when I was 54. So with three years in, I was just coming up to my 55th birthday. I'm now 58, and I started the business with you. You're now 27. Um, Don't. (laughs) Don't frighten you. Um, But, yeah, it's a lot lot like life in general, isn't it? There's no reason why you shouldn't start any – We've talked about this before. I think we talked about it. I listened to I listened with you with your dad to the previous episode the other night, and I couldn't believe couldn't believe how you were talking about if, if somebody came for a job and they were in the fifties or sixties and they came to the digital gene for a job, and you were I, I couldn't believe the words that were coming out of your mouth the last episode. No, don't put words in my mouth. It wouldn't be that I wouldn't hire them, but I would question what would. The day when, but that's not my fault. That's just what I've grown up around. So I would have oh. to question, challenge, and then then maybe think about it. But I'm sorry if like a sixty year old person came and wanted to. I don't know. Just be well, like, flicking, why you're flicking that fan again? Every time you get well, a little I'd bit just of attitude, be like, you start why up. haven't you had this? What, what's wrong with your career? Why do you want to? That's just how I'd be. It's got. Some people are just inquisitive, and there's not necessarily I know, Mom, anything but you wrong won't with hire your people with a wet. You won't hire people with a hat wet. A hat wet. A wet, wet uh, handshake. So you're oh, not come on! A wet handshake is different to wanting to change your career. Well, I'm just trying to say you can. You're trying handshake. to be all like you're trying to be all holy. Well, obviously, now. try. Obviously, recruiting somebody in the pandemic, you're never going to know if they've got a wet handshake. Can you imagine? Well, let's just let's just move our office to a bloody nursing home or something. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Right, if you 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 recruit remotely and you've got this wet wet handshake policy, (laughs) non wet handshake policy, and then when you finally get to meet them and you're like, oh, so lovely to meet you finally, like that. All the all the wetness coming off. Apologies for anybody who's got a wet handshake because maybe it's maybe it's um. Do you think it's like some sort of bodily Mom, dysfunction honestly, or just something? Discuss what do you, you feel like on a discuss, Do you feel like Mom, on a yeah. podcast or anything these days? You've got to be so politically correct, and every time, no, every don't. time that you speak about something, you must you have to go. Apologies to anybody who's got a wet handshake. By the way, we've all got a wet handshake. Don't take it personally. Piece, so we've all got a wet handshake. So. Yeah, I haven't. Thanks, mm-hmm. I haven't got on my handshake. Is there anything but else no. you wanted to say about? No, this I article? just thought I just thought it was interesting that it, you know it's not all the cool kids who were opening the uh, the microbreweries and the coffee shops. You know, there's lots of hardworking people, um, and and it was interesting that seventy five percent of those small business owners admit that they've not made a plan to transition the ownership and management of their companies. Um, 
And I thought, oh, well, am I never getting your shares? You never get my shares. No, I'm going to hang on to them till the bitter end. He's not having them. Oh, we're going to talk about succession now again, aren't we? You're oh, not that finished. Fucking getting my shares. <laughs> they um they finished filming yesterday, so I oh, think it they? should be soon. Yeah, oh, in Italy, I, I don't know what they were so filming in Italy. So for. I'm the Brian Cox of the digital gene. What what a, what a, what a brilliant uh, you know description of myself. Um, but no, I'm not really. I'm actually the pussy. The pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What did you mean to say? I meant that. The, no, I meant I'm the pussy. I'm the pussy. I'm like. <laughs> I should have thought of a better word to describe myself. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I don't mean the pussy, as in. The yes. Pussy. <laughs> I meant I'm the softest one. What better word should I have said? Not pussy. Can't think of one now. You said, well, no, I realise that I realise that pussy was the wrong word. I'm the pussy. <laughs> I feel as if I need that fan Declan. I should have gone. I think I need this cutting out, which I didn't think I would have to cut anything out. Go but... back, fan, and I went. I'm the pussy. <laughs> um, no, I didn't mean it. Well, obviously, I didn't mean it in that way. I meant I'm the softest one. You're the one who gets all of your own way. When I said I was the Brian Cox of the digital gene, what yeah. I was trying to say was I'm the pussy, like the softer one, the softer version. You are the bossy one. Mom, just stop. <laughs> dig, just dig stop. myself out of this one again. <laughs> of this, uh, dig yourself out of this hole. <laughs> dig myself out of this episode. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, life would be boring if your mom used the correct words for everything, wouldn't it? Uh, do you want me to try to do a segue with that? Yeah, please try and do a segue. Are you that ready? Would... Go on then. Speaking of pussies, <laughs> um, female athletes have been fined for not wearing bikinis. <laughs> oh my god, Declan! That's the best segue ever. That is the um, best segue. We need to win an award for this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I saw is... um, I saw this floating around the ether, but I don't really understand what's happened. So basically, right, we'll go back even further, and I can't actually remember when watching women's volleyball on TV. I don't know how... how It was a long time ago, because obviously it's been happening, especially in South American countries. And I actually always remember in movies where there's ever a, a scene where women are playing volleyball, it always seems to be in slow-mo, mm. doesn't it? They get, they get the close-up shot of the bikini bottom or the cleavage or, you know, whatever. And um, I can always remember watching and thinking, why do... They, why do the women, do they want to wear, do they want, because obviously it originated from playing on the beach, didn't it? That's what, that's where those things came from, handball, volleyball. It originated, I think. Is it a South American thing? Um, well, I'm just reading that article now. That they think that this, they want them to show a lot of lag, which I can't even believe I'm saying, mm. Um because to attract spectators. So, and you recall when the Badminton World Federation made women play in skirts to boost the Olympic ratings. Um, so that's what this person at the New York Times, that's the hunch that they're going for. Um, it's the latest example of an athletic agency clinging to archaic policy for archaic policy's sake. 
in recent weeks, we've rehashed the Olympic Committee's anti-protest policy. Um, US, somebody from the US track and field was banned for having weed in the system, even though weed is legal in the US. Um, yeah. It's pretty shoddy, There's isn't it? There's all these archaic stuff, but I don't... I can't believe that they've been fined because they won't wear... Isn't it something like $150 each or something, and it equates to like $1,500 or something? Which isn't um, a lot, I suppose. It but... isn't a lot, but it's not It's not really about the fine It's in, in sort of the monetary terms, is it? It's the fact that they are being forced to wear something that they don't... Like, why can't they be... Like, some, some of those women might feel much more comfortable in those type of bikini bottoms, but there might be some women who... You know, can you imagine if you're on your period? It must be... Must be a, no, I mean, don't gasp. It must be horrendous, Declan. Well, I just didn't... Well, yeah. Well, it yeah. must be horrendous if you're on your period and you're wearing those. Like, God, like, it's just archaic and patriarchal and all that crap again. And, like, wear what you want. So if those, if, if there's women on that team who want to wear shorts like the men, let them wear them. Like, why? I guess what I was trying to say was, it. you know, it goes back to where the... the specifically where this um, sport originated. And I always think of South America, whether that's right or not, on Copacabana Beach or whatever. And, yeah, I guess it is played naturally when you've got the type of attire that you wear on the beach, your bikini, your cosy, your, your trunks. Um, but if it if it's really anything to do with men trying to say, you know, this is how they want women to be portrayed, even in sport, it's really shit. And it's about time it changed. And that was when I said I thought the world had gone to rat shit, not specifically because of that, but it's just the stuff that's going round. You just think, what world am I in? And I've said time and time again, haven't I, about, you know, I'm 58. I can remember back in the day when I was your age. It's not that too far away, long ago, although it seems it to you kids, I know. But it just it's sad that very little really seems to have changed, no matter how we dress it up. How we dress it up. Oh, I think I think it has, Mum. I do think I've lived it, Declan. Changing. I've lived it. No, so, I know, so... but uh, no, but I think it's changing only in the last couple of years. That's why. Well, Not maybe so. Like... Maybe so. It's you know, like all this time that you know me going through my career and doing different jobs and experiencing different things. If it is just the last couple of years, it doesn't feel like it to me. Maybe you as a young person, it feels like you can see some change. But over that long period of time, for me, it feels like very, very little really has progressed. And that well, just was the icing just, on the cake. So an example. So recently, I've not seen a single Fast and Furious film. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And I watched all eight of them before I went to see the ninth one at the cinema in the last few months. And the early ones are all like women in scantily clad and there's like slow more um shots of them you know at, at the pit racing and all that kind of stuff and mm. it was only in probably the last one this year where them. that kind of stopped yeah i mean and that's great you know that's a recent film and it's it's a shame that you know they're not as as um candid as that behind the scenes in hollywood as they are trying to portray themselves you know on the screen now but great Kudos to them, um, and I think isn't it some of the? Uh, oh, I, I can never, I never know what they are. Some of the um, 
Well, the movies that we watch that you you kids like me to watch, and you say you can't understand why sometimes I don't want to see them. I don't know whether it's Marvel. I don't know whether it's Mar. I don't know whether it's Marvel or Thor or what. What are those films where the the female characters on those are you know a lot more sort of feisty and strong and still skim, skimpily clad though, still made to look like that in their full on leather um, outfits, but. Characters that are a lot stronger rather than just being behind the scenes to look pretty. So I do, I do think, I do think there's some of that. But overall, it's pretty sad that things have moved so slow. I just can't get to grips as a mature woman. What is so so different between the differences between us, and that men have been allowed to rule the world the way they have for centuries upon centuries since as long as we existed has it as... moved slow though mum yes. has it moved slow yes, yes. you weren't and allowed not... to have your own you weren't allowed to have your own bank account not that long ago in history yeah but don't you think that's slow don't you think just before your dad and i got a mortgage i think we were probably the last of where that was happening that i wouldn't have been able to put my name on the mortgage or you know it would just be your dad or whatever um, that only just changed just before we got a mortgage 30-odd years ago. Um, so, yeah, it is slow. I'm sorry to say, but it is slow. That's the tip of the iceberg. And as I was saying, as a mature woman looking back over my life and I think to myself, my God, wh- wh- why why do these problems even exist? Why do they exist? And they're so deeply rooted in all aspects of society no, no matter which country in the world you're looking at, they all have these deep embedded problems about dividing men and women and making these differences between us. Mm. It's just, it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. You know, it's like right. it's like, well, it's like the popularity of handmaid's, handmaid's tale, Mom, isn't it? I want to park it. I want to park it because we've been running it an hour now, okay. and we want to just can do our off. last. It's fine. Our last. Um, you sound like Ebony on your, off New York Housewives. Um, I want to do our last topic, which when you put it on the show notes, you've missold me. Oh, have I? Because you put 8%. Oh, it's not, is it? I've typed Gen Z feel pressured to get summer body ready. <laughs> you I, thought, thought, you thought... I thought, God, well, that's been a massive shift in... Um... <laughs> you thought it. So that was clickbait for you, Dex. So, all we'll get that on the show. so turns out it's seventy eight percent of Gen Z feel pressured to get summer body ready, while twenty six percent said they're made to feel anxious about the way their bodies should, in quotes, look. Um, oh, 28% I'm just going to say what I want to say about this, and then I'll leave it to you to see what you think of that article. So sorry that I clickbaited you, and it only said eight percent because you were thinking, "Oh, that's that's a that's a real good turnout." That that people aren't as don't lack in confidence as much as they do. But like me, I love Love Island. Um, don't hate me for it, but I do absolutely love it. I love that they are all so gorgeous, and I look back and think, "Did I ever look that gorgeous?" They're just amazing, and that's the reason why I watch it and the banter and how the relationships form and how they fall off a cliff and all that type of thing. And um, so there's that. And then there's also the conversations, you know, that are around a lot on social media about being bikini ready, having a bikini body. You know, you've got a body, you've got a bikini, wear them. But so many people just can't put those two things together, me included, me included, 
very, very rare that you've, you'll see any family photographs with me in my bathing costume. And so many women are like that, crazy. And then I also know how you are. You're always, you know, always going to the gym. You're always saying, I'm not wearing that till I look more like this, et cetera, et cetera. So I just thought it was an interesting article to share and to get your perspective on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised it's going up. I've got body issues. Um, and I wouldn't say it necessarily causes me anxiety in the sense that um like it makes me anxious but mm. um yeah it's not it doesn't I don't know I'm not surprised that young people younger than me because I'm not classed as gen z um are not doing as well because so just remind me what's yeah. gen z again what what gen are you it's under the age of 25 now isn't it so that's I'm a millennial, but I'm not surprised oh, with the yeah, pro- yeah. with the shows like Love Island and Instagram that things like that are happening. It does um, feed it. I mean, even you know, I've I've followed this curvy woman on Instagram. She's a lot younger than me, but my is she curvy? Curvy is the understatement. Yeah, I think she looks amazing. I think she looks absolutely amazing. And um, are we going to cut Jack out of that? For the purpose of the, of the podcast. I think, I think one of my friends is here to drop something off, and obviously I'm still recording the podcast. But anyway, continue about. Um. This. So, so yeah, and I think she looks amazing, and I'm like, oh, you know, I can't big her up enough because I know that she gets ASOS, who she works with, shared one of her posts, and apparently she got loads of trolling after that. You know, people making horrendous comments about the size that she is. I know, but I think a lot of people, I think what you've got to see that it's is... It's their insecurities, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's their, it's their problem, it's not yours, and they're probably not sat there. People who have got that kind of perfect body, I don't think will be kind of, oh, I'm getting a full join here of everybody. Um, Like, it's not, it's not an issue for them. People who've got a perfect body. No, they're not the ones that are going to be trolling people. Oh, no, it's everybody who's got, got the issues. It's all who the people doing that it. have got It's shame, ups, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's across all walks of life and all ages and all genders because, as I said, there are very few photographs that you'll find of me where I was posing in my bather and certainly not in a bikini. Um, mm. You know, no matter how slim I was, it's just not something that I ever felt comfortable doing. And yet you see some amazing people now pausing and I'm just thinking, oh, wow, good on you because you look amazing and why shouldn't you stand looking like that? It's a shame that calls were so high for that eating disorder charity. Like Mm -hmm. they've gone up so much because it's all well and good saying people are, you know, bothered about body image, but they're also very clearly like it's also leading to quite serious problems. Well, they're saying, aren't they, that the pandemic of us being shut up has somehow made us go inwards even more about all the insecurities that we've got. Mm. Um, And I think that's right. My my anxiety that I suffer with has definitely got worse whilst we've been shut up. And it's got to the stage now where I'm not even that bothered about going out. Not as bothered. You know, Freedom Day didn't really mean a lot to me. The only thing I would really like to do is to go off on holiday somewhere now with your dad. 
and with you and with you and your brother would be really nice if we'd go off somewhere and have a family holiday. But as far as anything else is concerned, I'm not interested whatsoever. And I just know all my anxieties and my my own issues have got worse in lockdown. So it's, that's not surprising, is it? Mm, no, no, that's a shame, though. But let's it's not sad, get into isn't it? That it's anymore, sad, isn't it, that but... you can't? And you know the way that you know sometimes when you try and think about how well your body actually works for you. Mm. You know what it what it does for you. If only we could embrace should be, that. Should be a bit more thankful. Shouldn't yeah. we though? We should be more thankful yeah. the stuff that enables us to do every day, even just putting one foot in front of the other, doing the mm. stuff that we do, you think we'd be more thankful and go, Thank you, your amazing body. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's finish there then. So thank you for listening to this episode of It's in the Jeans podcast. Our last before our summer break um you can follow us both on twitter i'm at declan williams underscore and you are before end date we are at, at it's in the jeans pod on instagram and in the jeans pod on twitter you can also follow our business across socials at the digital gene see you in september which not you mum I, will I was just going to say, um, have you seen me before? Well, I hope apparently your diary is so, so packed socially that, um I'm not seeing you till September, am I, physically, in the flesh? I don't know. I don't know. But okay. I wonder if we'll feel like new people, you know, like when you used to go back after school after a six-week break and you used to feel like a completely different person. Oh, no, you forgot to read and write. That's what happened yeah. after the holidays, didn't it? Yeah. 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 See if we'll be right. able to talk about anything interesting on the podcast after this, eh? <laughs> yeah. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.